for the Cypher 3. Kings of the Heart presents the Cypher 3. My name is Sarigo Mari Walton. I am joined by my brother and my partner in crime, Dr. John Hart. Dr. Hart, how you doing this morning? I'm doing good, man. It's always great to be alive, waking up. I feel refreshed. I'm excited to be here. I'm more excited for our other partner in crime. And, and who's that? Who's our third partner, our, our Cypher 3 partner? What? What? Is that? This is Weena Cullen. Miss Weena what? Cullen, what's going on, sister? That would be me. What's up, Tyreek? How you doing, Dr. John? Oh, man, we love having you back here as always. Part of our team, our third. And as we have been doing for the past few weeks, you guys know that we've been talking about healthy relationships. And we are coming to a close of that series. We've talked about trust and support. Honesty, responsibility, open communication, different forms of intimacy, got really deep into fairness and negotiation, talked a little bit about shared responsibility and what that looks like. And today we come to a conclusion with this series as we discuss respect, respect as it relates to having a healthy relationship and maintaining a healthy relationship. So let's go ahead and get into it, guys. Let's talk about what respect means. In this sense of having a healthy relationship, I mean, Winnie, you already look like you have a ton of things yeah. <laughs> on your mind. Yeah. Like it's, just, it's like it's just sitting there waiting to just drip off your tongue. Come on, let, tell let the people, it rip, sister. Tell the let people what your thoughts are about respect. I'm actually just reliving trauma over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, let the people in on it. What's 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 on your mind? even formulated all of the thoughts yet respect is such a layered conversation in relationships whether they're same-sex relationships or heterosexual relationships Indeed. i think that um mm-hmm. it is different among every couple mm-hmm. yeah and because of that we are going to have to really dive into this thing today and uh figure out where we should draw a line, right? Mm -hmm. So when I think about respect, uh, I think about how when my couples come into session, often they're struggling to connect how important respect is in the relationship. It's impacting their sex life. It's impacting other areas of the relationship, but they don't make that connection without our help. Can right. anybody feel right. that? 100%. 100%. 100%. And why is it? Why is it? Why do they have such a hard time making that connection? You know, I think lots of folks are linear thinkers. Correct. They, they Correct. don't always understand how uh, things like respect, things like consideration, can bleed over into the way they feel about their partner in other ways. Oh, wow. Okay, break that down. That actually got chills. That's real. Break that down. (laughs) Right. So, you know, you all know how this goes. 
sometimes we put out fires in sessions. A couple will come in, they'll talk about a blow up, a hiccup, some intense fellowship that happened between our last visit. And on the surface, they're talking about things like a missed opportunity to have intimacy. They're talking about why they've been giving each other the silent treatment for two or three days. And when they start to unpack what actually happened, they haven't realized yet that an exchange occurred where they felt so disrespected by their partner that when it was time to be intimate later that night, or when it was time to show kindness Mm -hmm. the next day, there was a wall. Yep, turned off. And they could not move over the wall, move past the offense, but they also couldn't articulate that it boiled down to respect. Right. Yep. Yes. Right. Yes. Dr. John, let me ask you, what does respect actually look like in a healthy relationship? Um... I think well, what comes to mind immediately when I think about respect is um, there needs to be an acknowledgement mm-hmm. of another person's humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I'm presence. Not trying to go, and presence. And you know Humanity I mean? and presence. I, even there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, I'm not trying to get philosophical with it, but I, go ahead. I, I think we I, th- I think we all when when you work with couples with such a you know for such a long time you really start to kind of understand like is there an acknowledgement is there um around someone's like like you said brother Rick, the, the presence right um, i also believe I also, when, the reason why i say humanity folks to be honest is because we're so complex beings we have different abilities skills um interests right and so what what should ideally come with that when you think about how a romantic relationship works is that's where you hear some of the um other specific language like unconditional right positive Mm -hmm. regard some of the things that we as clinicians have kind of dissected you know um with our couples and and it's hard because Wien is absolutely right and i think that's why i got the chills is because you know sister Wien talked about that wall and it's like i think sometimes our couples get confused with and, and that's the respect thing it's like how can i acknowledge my partner's humanity how can i acknowledge their presence when a wall has been built whether it was it was because of a conversation or a situation how do i get over that wall and sometimes sister Wien is right we see this all the time we start engaging in very unhealthy disrespectful tendencies where we are not still acknowledging our partner meaning mm-hmm. you can you can be upset and hurt by what your partner said and did right. but it doesn't mean you disrespect them right? right you don't you don't add these other layers of inappropriate behaviors that actually builds that um it fortifies that wall or it makes that wall even higher right mm-hmm. and so um when we think about like well what does it look like like in a healthy way well communication right yeah it's a cliche but it it is true Mm -hmm. i think when you do when you are in a relationship i think in any of your relationships i think to me y'all tell me if i'm i think the biggest way to show someone respect is letting them know how you feel about them about their behaviors and 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 even kind of sister weena alluded to it as well also and this is what i do in my personal life i think is actually very respectful 
to highlight your boundaries. Mm-hmm. I do. I believe in that. Oh, yeah. I actually Without doubt, you have read to. That. to me, I find that self-respect, but I also find that respect for my wife. I find that respect for friends and family. I actually, if I care enough, if I love you enough, I think it is respectful that I sit you down and I do communicate these hard things. And if that right. wasn't there, then it's on me to think about going to therapy. It's on me to kind of like re- rethink some things, but I can't be disrespectful to you and your humanity. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to stop there and kind of see what y'all lovely folks think. I mean, I think you tapped on to a lot of stuff there. I definitely want to get into boundaries in a little while. Um, yeah. So it's important for us to get into that. But you keep, you mentioned the wall. Weena mentioned the wall. Is there a difference between the wall that goes up in the moment of feeling disrespected and stonewalling? Since we're talking about walls. Because, you know, when we think about stonewalling in a relationship, that is, I, I would say, an ultimate sign of disrespect. So what is the difference between putting up a wall in the face of feeling disrespected and actually stonewalling? Mm, so for the listeners, stonewalling is giving the silent treatment. Mm-hmm. Correct. It's shutting down. And lots of folks have learned to shut down during potential conflict or real conflict for many reasons. Mm -hmm. It could be in their family of origin that they were exposed to conflict and it was so painful that they absolutely don't want to engage. Mm -hmm. And so they shut down as a way of de-escalating conflict. But what we know is that the conflict usually escalates even more because as you said, Tyreek, when you shut down, if you are paired with a partner who needs a resolution and wants to communicate openly until they get that resolution, they're going to come after you. Mm-hmm. Because because so, it comes off as disrespect, right? Here we go. Right. It comes off as disrespectful. Right. 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 It feels but so, yeah, as Tyreek was saying, you know, in some cases, people believe that the stonewalling or shutting down is the ultimate form of disrespect. Mm-hmm. When we dug a little deeper, we realized that it's not always intentional. It's a defense mechanism. It's a coping mechanism. When we discover that somebody is shutting down because they're attempting to protect themselves from the Mm -hmm. potential trauma that's going to come from that argument Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's about to ensue, then we might extend a little more compassion, a little Mm -hmm. more grace Mm -hmm. and help them understand different ways Mm -hmm. to actually hang in there in that conversation and not convey that they're being disrespectful to their partner in that moment. Right. Mm -hmm. But keeping that in mind, then wouldn't that be, I guess, kind of parallel to the shutting down that people do when they feel disrespected in a moment. If there's, if you're having a a, um, conflict with your mate if they've done something that makes you feel um, like they don't really appreciate you or appreciate your humanity, going back to what John was saying, and you do shut down that moment, are those two things in pretty parallel? You know, you, in one case, you're shutting down because of um, the potential for conflict. One, you're shutting down because of the conflict that already arose. Huh. That's a tough one. <laughs> yeah, right? You know, yeah. but I mean, but I think the result is pretty much the same. You know, when someone is stonewalling, yeah, you have another person who's going to end up pursuing more because they feel disrespected. But for the person who is, um, who has, you know, felt disrespected already and they start putting up those walls, you know, they're going to stay, still pull away. And the other person is going to want to pursue again because they're now they're feeling disrespected. We're talking about creating a cycle here. 
you know, right. and that's mm-hmm. and that's yeah. how they're all connected, right? But I want to go back to you know what John was saying too about the humanity, you know, recognizing the humanity in somebody, and that's what respect looks like in a healthy relationship. You know, the other side of that is making sure that you're actually paying attention to your mate. Oh yeah, you know, oh, so yeah. you're you're not just acknowledging their humanity and their presence, but you're actually paying attention, and that's where you're, you're looking at them like, okay, well, you know, I I know you're here, but for some reason I'm not feeling connected to you. And so I'm not acknowledging you. Well, how do you turn that around? How do you turn that around and say, okay, well, I want to show you respect. I want to acknowledge your presence. But for some reason, I'm not feeling connected to you. How do you tell your clients to, to turn that, that, that whole thinking around? Let's, let's get into some actual scenarios there you go. that folks can relate to. Because I think we're getting into a dynamic that gets created usually early on in relationships amongst couples that once it has a, 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 a moment of time to cycle through, it's hard for them to figure out who did what first. Good so right. a couple lives together. They may be married, they may be unmarried, and they're doing the work-life balance thing. One partner commutes home and talks on the phone to loved ones, friends when they're coming home. And they fail to end that conversation when they're exiting the car. Mm -hmm. Their partner is already inside of the home, but almost every day, like clockwork, that person who was on a phone call continues that call when they come into the house, failing to acknowledge their partner, failing to talk about what they're going to eat for dinner, failing to set a tone or a vibe in the house Mm -hmm. that acknowledges that other person's presence. Mm. It may be absolutely unintentional, but it can be registered as disrespectful. Mm -hmm. So the partner may or may not say something about it, but they feel invisible when that person comes in on the phone almost every day and takes 15 to 30 minutes to wrap up their call and do their thing before they acknowledge their partner. Mm -hmm. So what does that partner do? They start to get on their cell phone or they start to watch television show because they're waiting for their partner. Mm -hmm. And when their partner actually comes to engage with them, now it looks like that partner is not paying attention to them. Right, right. And the telephone. Right. right. And that partner is thinking, well, I waited for you for 30 minutes to wrap up your call and, you know, take care of your business. And now I'm in the middle of this show that I've recorded. Mm -hmm. Right. So you can wait until I'm finished. And by the time they're done doing this dance, it's nine o'clock PM. Mm -hmm. There's been no connection at all. And when they actually try to dive into this situation and talk about who disrespected who first, we usually have to be there with a whistle and a referee shirt. (laughs) Correct. Correct. To help them understand how that began. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I think I think I think it makes I think it makes a lot of sense. And I also think that uh, that's a really great scenario. And I think our listeners can really relate to that because. you know, going back to what I was saying about respect, you know, the reason why I use humanity is because as Sister Wiener was talking, the underlying thing there is about connection. Yep. And we don't, we're not getting, feeling connected. We're not experiencing connection with right. our partner immediately. I mean, think about the sister scenario. I mean, you haven't seen your partner all day. 
I mean, and so who does not want in some way, fashion or form, want to connect with their partner? But when your partner is uh, unavailable, mm-hmm. right? Um, I'm thinking about what Sister Wina said earlier. You, you, our ego and psyche kicks in to protect us, protects us. Because if you're not going to say anything, then you must do. Mm-hmm. That is how humans work. So then you do and you say, okay, you know what? I really don't like it, but you know what? During that 30 minutes, I'm going to watch a show or I'm going to get on a call myself or blah, blah, blah. But time passes. And so I really love that scenario because I think it's so visceral. And and I want to bring to the forefront about respect because it so aligns with um, what I was saying earlier. It is that notion about connection. And that is where the bitterness and resentment comes in right. because relationships yeah. is about connection. Right. So I want to I want I want to amplify that with Sister Weena's, um uh, uh, scenario and, and brother we you know I don't know what your thoughts are as you think about that scenario and me also putting to the forefront for our listeners the essence of that scenario is there's no connection where you don't right. feel connected you don't feel seen yes. you feel alone you feel isolated and then the bitterness the resentment kicks in dude that cell phone that cell phone gets us in so <laughs> <Yo>. much trouble <laughs> you know as she was talking as we was talking I'm thinking about the same kind of scenario where people I can't tell you how many clients will sit down and say, you know, I'll come home and someone's on their cell phone or even if after dinner, you know, we, we've had dinner and now we're sitting on the couch and I'm trying to have a conversation with my mate and they're on their phone. And so yes. you're not even looking in my eye as I'm talking to you because your face is glued to, to your palm. And that feels like disrespect. And so when we talk about paying attention, that means putting down the phone, turning your eyes and your gaze towards your mate. And connecting with them on a personal yes. and humane level. Like, I, I recognize you here. I recognize whoever's on this phone is not here. So I need to be present with you right now. But I have a question. Why does that happen so frequently? What gets in the way of people being able to put down their phone and reconnect with a person who's actually in the room with them? Well, I would say that we don't have a blueprint for how to begin healthy relationships and maintain a level of connection that will create the harmony that we're looking for. So we come into relationships in all different types of states and depending on people's home life before they got into that relationship, their work demands, they will push boundaries if they haven't been set. Mm-hmm. There goes that word again. Boundaries. Goes that word again. We're to talk about some boundaries now. Real boundary in a relationship if you've said it. Right. Thank you. Yeah, true. Thank true. You. Right. Right. So I often say, when we're doing premarital counseling, which should happen before you even put the engagement ring on someone's finger, by mm-hmm. the way. Yeah. That we need to cover these types of scenarios because if we don't, it is almost a certainty that you will cross a boundary or disappoint your partner, fail to meet an expectation because you didn't know that it was there. You didn't even know it existed. You'll get the feedback on the back end if you're lucky. (laughs) So ultimately, if someone is picking up their phone, constantly looking at work emails, that might be and a boundary issue with work or right. it could be that they're Great a doctor, point. they're a firefighter, Correct. they're somebody who's on call, right? right? Correct. However, it doesn't 
negate the fact that it sends the message to the other person that they're not being seen mm-hmm. or that they're not a priority. Right. Agreed. Right. Agreed. Right. And it's also right. And it's also and that's on both parties, because I also want to like double back and say and it, and, it, and it goes both ways. Right. It's not black and white to say, well, just turn off your phone. Sister Wien is right. Some people are firefighters. You got to right. be on call. Some people right. are doctors. I mean, some people's professions may not technically technically allow them to be off. But um, we need to talk about these things. We need to have expectations boundaries but we also need flexibility as well right. and i think these all these things sister win is talking about is comes with communication because the other thing when she said um you may not you may not even know that the boundary was there heck i have clients and i'm sure you guys too people are not even communicating when the boundary has changed yes it's changed yeah, over yeah. Time. true 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 people people we are grow. sitting there like man we grow, we, we, yeah, we, grow we evolve mm-hmm. And if we are not telling our partners, like, hey, I know when we met, we was cool in front of the TV, you know, just kind of like, you know, BSing around. But now um, I've come to realize we got that stuff that to talk about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Life isn't as easy anymore. We got we have kids. We have bills. We have bills? plans to make. We can't Yo. just sit in front of the TV anymore. We have to actually talk. Mm, that's a great point. Yeah. That's a great point. Mm. Yeah. But so we're keeping in line with respect. This is why we started today with me saying that this is such a layered conversation. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, there is no black and white for oh, respect. Right. Not at all. It's right. all about the way one person interprets their partner's behavior. Right. And a lot of times we discover that the behavior was not intentionally meant to disrespect the partner, mm-hmm. but it hurts all the same. Correct. Right. Correct. Right. Correct. You know, and correct. And going back to the whole telephone bit, when we when we think about what respect looks like, you know what respect also looks like? Responding to your mate's texts when they send you something and not ignoring them all day. I've had clients who Ooh. talk about that all the time. Like I send you something and you don't respond. I don't know, you know, what I'm supposed to do with that. And that is a sign of that feels like disrespect to a lot of people. No, but actually, when we're talking about acknowledging someone's presence, even if they're not physically present, the fact that they're communicating with you and you're not communicating back in your relationship, that also is a sign of disrespect, right? Oh, man. But so I'm going to I'm going to challenge that, of course, because it's never as easy as that. Right. The other partner is going to say, I'm just not into the minutiae. I don't have time in my work day for idle chit chat. <laughs> right. I, I, I don't really pick up my phone and, and do text messages like that during the day. And so this is where we spend a good amount of time reminding or orienting couples to just how different they are. Mm-hmm. And then they have to Correct. figure out a way to communicate yes. on the same wavelength, though they're not usually on the same frequency. They didn't realize that they weren't on the same frequency right. in the beginning because in the limerence phase, that beautiful honeymoon phase where you're working harder to meet each other in the middle, it always looks like you are perfectly aligned. Mm-hmm. And then when you start to feel more accepted and it feels safer, you let your hair down a little bit and realize that you're potentially not as compatible 
as you initially thought. <laughs> and it's going to take much more work, right. as Tyree just alluded to. Right. And that is a gut punch for most couples. I know I keep saying, oh, yep, we're trying to make this black and white. But this is where the work lies in respect, because if we can't get past this notion of our partner's differences being a form of disrespect, they couples get stuck right there. Yes. They get stuck yes. in the hurt. Yes. They get it's, stuck in the resentment. That's it. And they're not able to actually see their partner for who their partner really is. That's it. You see? <laughs> That's why, I said, plane, that's, what, that's, what, that's why I said humanity. What you said speaks to that. Your partner's differences should not technically be perceived, uh, uh, processed as disrespect. Right. I mean, yes. that what Sister Weena said goes, and that's why when I was thinking about um, our topic and I was like, for some reason, y'all, it's what Sister Wina just said, which is why in free association, my mind went to humanity. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. that, it's part of it, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, ain't, look, ain't nothing wrong if your partner like to text more than you. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Right. You know what I mean? You just have to talk with them, reorient. That's why I love the word orient. That's why when you go to therapy, We our job is to help reorient you because mm -hmm. you you was running single. That's why in, in, in my sessions, I tell right. my couples, you guys have heard me say it. I'm like, look, you can't come up in here uh, acting single. And I'm not talking about fidelity and nothing. You coming in here, you're running plays that you've been running all your life. Right. Okay. You have your preferences. It's okay. Right. And when you hear your partner talk about their preferences, don't get scared. Right. Don't feel threatened by your own humanity because you know you go about it differently. But where is that medium or how can we talk about it? And and also to Brother Reek's point in previous episodes, it's like even when change does come. We should have a healthy process on reorienting. Mm -hmm. So I love that. How do we reorient right. ourselves around each other? Because we're talking about humanity. When you challenge someone's humanity, that hurts. Mm -hmm. I want to be clear here. That's where people uh -oh. perceive it as disrespect. Right. And I want to say that one more time. When when people perceive you challenge their humanity, that hurts. Mm -hmm. mm. I am who I am. Why you keep bothering me? <laughs> Keep messing with me. You know who I am. You know who I was when you married me. <laughs> there it goes. You know, now you want to come in here and change me because you changed it. Well, there yeah, it goes. common. A common. And I, and I think, again, um, th that's that's where, and I love what Sister Winnie was talking about, is because it's, it's, that, it's that honeymoon phase that I think really, really throws people off yeah. because you're putting in that over time. You, you, you making yes. all kinds of concessions. That effort. That deep deep down, on, you God. know. Yeah. That deep, deep down, you know, I don't really it's not gonna last. like this, but <laughs> right. you know what I mean? But I, 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 that I think mask, I'm that mask is going to crumble. It's going to crumble. A, that is literally my specialization uh, in, in couples work. I spend a lot of time reforming the way couples think about how they should enter into a relationship because mm. the way we enter into relationships is just trash period <laughs> um, we know. allow ourselves no argument. to get no. swept up in the momentum of that honeymoon phase mm -hmm. and by the time we realize that there are some yellow flags and some red flags mm -hmm. the train has left the station and nobody cultivates our feelings of doubt right but they should right right they should mm. cultivate our feelings of doubt for moments just like this 
Because when we don't realize that another person's humanity is going to challenge our comfort and our safety as much as it will, and we're not prepared for how to have those talks and how to smooth the way so that we can live in some form of harmony with that person, Correct. then we're in an unhealthy and unhappy relationship right. for the foreseeable future. Right. right. Straight up facts. Yeah. Straight up. That was real. <laughs> Uh, it was. I, I mean, it was real. My bad. I mean, I just, you know. <laughs> nah, nah. Girl, do, do what you do. Cypher, this is a cypher right here. Do what you do. I'm only on here once a month, so, you know, I have to just. You got to unleash. You got to unleash. Bring it, woman. Bring it. All I right. Mean, that, that was real. So, so what else? What else does respect look like in a healthy relationship? What are some other ways that respect shows up in a healthy relationship? Oh. Do I have to say it? All right. Please do. Share. Honesty. 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 Okay. All right. Tell us more. There are are so many ways to be dishonest or show some form of disrespect by bringing a version of the truth. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. That ultimately bites us in the butt. Mm -hmm. And so when I think about the dishonesty that happens around money management, the dishonesty that happens around flirting with relationships from your past that you don't mean to really bust the door wide open on again and, you know, commit a full-fledged adulterous situation, but you're still chatting with folks or meeting but just, for a but lunch. They, but they just that, a friend. Right. Just yeah, a friend. you're right. still meeting for a lunch that you didn't tell your partner right. about. These are the types of dishonesty that register as not only disrespect, but a major violation that when it happens, often couples cannot recover from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can tell you off that in session. Whew. And 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 isn't when we take that and pull it back, doesn't that get to um one of our earlier points about boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. Boundaries communicate our respect levels. I mean, I think it's far to say that, mm-hmm. right? Right. I like the way you put that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And and so I'm working with so many couples who have different boundaries around how they entertain people from their past, people that they've had sex with, Mm -hmm. people people that they know are in love with them. And it's not as easy as us coming in as clinicians saying, this is the right way to do it. Don't have any communication with that person or do have this level of communication with that person. You have to take the time to understand how people got to their their way of thinking about who to keep in their life and who to let go, who to put boundaries up with and who not to. And usually the partner is not rocking with that. Mm -hmm. At that point, the partner wants to put a very thick black line between that person and the other person who might be a potential threat to the relationship right now now threat now come on sister winner now threat when i hear threat i i underneath that is fear and to what extent are we communicating genuine fear instead of allowing 
our be our explosive or reactive behaviors or um that I love that metaphor like that black that thick black, black line, line. Mm-hmm. right like wh- why aren't we breaking those things down much further that underneath is fear right mm-hmm. we in a relationship we need to be able to hear the humanity there we go the humanity and yeah. and part of being human any warm blooded animal out here is fear it's instinct it kicks in what is it about this situation that yes is threatening but underneath that's creating fear right mm-hmm. and what do you think is preventing those kinds of conversations because i know it's deep but why aren't those kinds of conversations happening because it's about boundaries mm-hmm. because I, you know oh, go ahead go ahead okay. no please sorry go ahead i was gonna say because i think it goes back to something weena said before that people are afraid like when she was speaking about um, well, I, maybe you didn't say this. Is what I was thinking in my head when you mentioned, you know, going to premarital therapy um, early on. I think mm-hmm. people are fearful of how things will turn out. They're fearful of finding out the truth mm-hmm. about, you know, their their status with one another. And so yeah. they don't bring these conversations up because they don't want to know what the truth is when it comes to boundaries, any of those things, because they don't they're threatened by the possibility of having a conversation. They don't feel safe having a conversation that's going to lead to either more conflict or the demise of the relationship? Hmm. That is definitely one way to look at it. I also think that people really just don't know how much communication needs to happen for them to get down to the root of some of their bad behavior. Mm-hmm. That's so, really good. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. A good point. You know, Dr. John just said, um, yeah, we got to unpack this thing. Why aren't we realizing that some fear is there and then actually openly talking about it. Mm -hmm. I would say that by and large, I discover with some of my clients that they didn't even realize how deep the thing really was. That's true. Yeah. That's true. And they, they understand anger. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's the emotion that people understand. They very rarely understand that that is the secondary or tertiary emotion. But underneath that or before that, you got angry because you were hurt. You got angry because you were scared. You got angry because you felt dismissed or threatened. And so we have not, again, been taught to spend time on that, to sit with that. And then often when couples try, when a partner comes vulnerably and it happens early in relationships, they get injured because the other partner doesn't know how to manage it. Yeah, Man, we keep talking about this all the time. I'm tired that's, of it. Like, all we do is talk about this. You see, <laughs> those things come up for that yeah. partner. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've heard that in session where one partner say, but I just feel like we keep talking about it. And it's like, but I love what Sister Weena said because that is also probably what's going on. The person who's reacting in a very unhealthy way is trying to understand or is probably coming into enlightenment of, wow, the, 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 the scarring in this tissue is actually much deeper than what I thought. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, yeah. and I keep bringing it up because I'm, I'm asking for connection to talk about this because my behavior hurts me, but I know it also help, hurts you as well. And so sometimes we have to be mindful to not just sit there and say, cut our partners off right. and be like, well, we just keep talking about this all the time. There may be something going on, right? The process is always going to be more important than, than, than just thinking about the outcome. Like, well, I'm just getting frustrated. What's going on there. Right? Like, why aren't, why aren't we seeing it that deep? Right? Because I love what you said, sister Wayne. And it's like, 
like why aren't we getting there more often i mean is it is it is it lack of socialization that you talked about i think that, that's another great context there that's, that's for another that's like when she said that i was like 100 percent, right yeah. but, but what's going on you think in in when it is happening for all these different kind of barriers to be coming up like wh- why why all the time well i'm gonna drop this gem on you because both people are in their stuff at the same darn time. Mm-hmm. At the same time that the partner who's been hurt or threatened is attempting to get some type of relief or assurance, the mere mention of the fact that the other partner has done something hurtful or egregious kicks their defenses up and they start to catastrophize. What does this mean? If I cop to the fact that my partner feels this wronged or this badly about my behavior, what does that say about me? Yeah, Yeah. that's real. That's real. You know, why did I do the thing that hurt my partner so much? Why did I allow myself to be dishonest about this thing? Why did I go out and have drinks with the person? Why did I do that? And that's a conversation that a lot of partners who hurt other partners aren't willing to have because it shows their vulnerability. And they think that if they own it, if they own the fact that they were imperfect in that moment, there's going to be more to come. Could, right. That's going to be more to come. The relationship, that's just a downward spiral. We're about yeah. to jump in the rabbit hole, right? Mm, yep. That's, that's real. But also that fear Which of, is, go ahead. Yeah. I can say ahead. also, but also that fear of accountability being held accountable for those things. And the the two things I always say that it seems like people have the hardest time living with in terms of emotions are guilt and regret. And I think that plays directly into what we're saying, that the reason why people will often not want to um, admit to or cop to what their mate is going through when they've been the person who's done the hurting is people do not like to live with the guilt of that. They don't like to face the guilt of that and being held accountable for that. I and the shame. The shame. Thank you. Yes, I was going to say shame. Yeah, shame. It's, it's, shame it's, it's def- yeah, because it's, it's definitely shame. Like guilt, I 100% agree. And I and I love Sister Wina jumping in and saying shame because when Brother Reek was talking, I was like, but it's also shame. Yeah. And it has to be because yeah. shame to me is one of the most, uh, I think it's one of the most complicated primary emotions to deal with. Oh, because yeah. shame, shame also puts it on you to be self-reflective. Like you think about yeah. the questions Sister Wiener was talking about. Why did I have lunch with that with my ex? And why those are things you have to confront internally. And when you are blocking or when you're not ready or when you are not taught how to manage shame, what do you do? You go to what resonates with the human soul, anger. You get defensive. Yep. Yep. Well, what about yep. when you did blah blah blah? Now yes. we're, lost. we're lost. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we're lost. Yeah. Yes. Look, I got one. And we have to go in there with a flashlight. (laughs) Some of us do. Some some of us do. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Look, I have one more point I want to get to around respect in healthy relationships. Um, I really want to talk about boundaries too. We're gonna to have to do a whole nother segment on boundaries. We have to do a yeah. whole whole thing. We yeah. have to do a whole we series on boundaries by itself. We have to we come have back to, to boundaries, but I want to talk about value, valuing your partner's opinions. Yeah, and how that's, that's a sign of respect. You know, when that's I think one of the things, and I've I've seen this a lot recently, that I um, with couples is people will find this like you know disagreement about something. And they will stick to their guns so much because they don't really value the opinion of their mate. 
the only thing that really matters is theirs, what they believe in, what they think. And how does that show respect for your partner's way of thinking if you don't, if you're not willing to acknowledge their opinion, even just because it's you know different than yours? Well, the fear pops up again, and those people might challenge that that you know there's a fear that exists that if you acknowledge your partner's way of thinking, then you could possibly be wrong or you could possibly lose something that's important to mm-hmm. you. Mm. Right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that's real. And I also think, man, and I don't mean to kind of go this route and, and again, just kind of being deep with it, but I also think there is some internalization when that happens too, where it's like, well, if I take in their advice or consider my uh, partner's advice, then does that make me stupid? Does that <laughs> right. mean that I'm incompetent? Yeah. I'll use the word incompetent. I apologize. Like, right. like Incompetence is real. I think for all human beings, because we all are very self-conscious about like so many different things. And so when we are getting advice, sometimes depending on the source and the timing and all that other stuff, I think it can definitely put people in a very defensive mode. And so um, I, we're not, we're not, we are not, as we're talking about this Brother Reek's question, we're not saying that people should not be held accountable when they are not respecting the advice or the counsel or the opinion of their partner. But I, there's something about what Sister Weena said earlier that I, I see all the time in session, and that is most of the stuff is so unintentional. We have things right. going so quickly in our hearts and in our minds that when things happen, when things are said, it's, it's, it's not landing well, and it is creating hurt. And all we're asking people to do is that though it is unintentional, you still need to be held to account because this is a relationship. Yes. Right. This is a sacred relationship, folks. This isn't just like you meet someone in the grocery store and they're like, hey, go with these peaches and not the plums. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, right. like we're talking about your partner. You live with them for the most part. You, you, you are sharing dreams with them. And so there has yeah. to be a different realignment of boundaries in that, you know what? Even if they don't know what they're talking about. I tell my couple, even if they don't even know what in the world they're talking about. Humanity. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. I hear you. I will take that under consideration. You know what I right. mean? Like, I, yeah. I know my wife be, I, I know sometimes I'm talking about things I have no reason to be talking about. And she's just like, uh-huh, I hear you. Okay. And when I know, when deep down, I'm pretty sure she's like, I need this Negro to shut up. He doesn't know what he's talking about. But I love him to death. He's so special. And I just want him. You know, <laughs> exactly, right? But that's what we're, that's what, that's all we're saying. Because you know why? It's coming out of care. That's the other side to the conversation. When your loved one is giving you advice or whatever, it's because they care. You're probably going through something and they don't want to see you struggle. So they're going to open their mouth with the intention of caring. It's not to take over. It's not to make you feel incompetent. But people are doing it genuinely to care. So I love Sister Weena's point. I got to bring it back because that, that is part of it. People are just unintentionally trying to help and heal and if it's not landing, then we figure out, okay, that doesn't work, or I didn't like it the way that you phrased that. That's where we have some of these other conversations. But what about the point where people are always trying to convince the other person that, you know, you have to think like me? You know, your opinion uh, isn't as as valuable as what I think. You know, we see that a lot when we get into, yes. like, validation. You know, we work with people on validation yes. and thinking, okay, well, Ooh. I want you to agree with my, my assessment of what happened as well as what I'm feeling. And it's like, well, I, I do have a different perspective. My opinion is different yeah. than yours. And they're they're getting so caught up on, you know, agreeing when they're you don't have to agree. 
And it's okay. Recognize that you have two different backgrounds. You think differently. You, you're not the same person, so you're not going to feel the same way about everything. Everyone's not going to like the same movies, and that's okay. You don't have to challenge they're not Correct. liking something. Yes. And, and that's fine. Correct. You know, but when you are challenging them constantly around the things that are different than your, how you feel differently about things, it feels disrespectful. Like, can't you just respect my opinion and let me have mine without you trying to change everything that I'm thinking? Gosh, listen, when I was young in this game, and I'm not even that was a long time ago. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. I see you. My best brother. <laughs> Sister Wendy, don't pay him no mind. It's all good. Um, and I'm not even saying from a clinical perspective. From a personal perspective, I remember being young in my marriage and feeling so passionate sometimes about certain topics that my my partner and I didn't agree on at the time. But I also was able to step back because of my clinical background and realize that I was feeling challenged and I was very scared. Right. Scared that if my partner didn't believe what I believed about some things, yeah. That that meant that there wasn't an acceptance of me. True. Yeah. Right. Because it was a part of me. Yeah. Right. Right. It's not always that deep for some folks. Some folks have just learned yeah. to yeah. dominate the space. Yep. They have yep. to be the only voice in the room and they don't realize how damaging that is to people who are trying to love them and be great in point. relationship yes. with them. Great point. Yes. Great point. Yeah. Great, great point. Um, I think that's so spot on. I, I don't really have much to add to that because I think Sister Wina really um, articulated that well. And I think, again, um, it's it's always about when these things happen it's always helpful to think about well how like how did that make my partner feel and how is it making me feel because remember whenever whenever we um hurt our partners even if it's unintentionally i know we go through some like evaluation in our head like like that you know you start feeling bad some people start getting defensive right but part of it is like you know respecting each other's humanity is around like look you know what uh you know to between this point it's like um i struggle with this that's vulnerability i struggle with this i've always been used to things going my way and i need to understand that like that not only jives does not jive with you it actually hurts us right there has to be some self-reflection and i think that's part of self-respect right and we're talking about respect that's also right. part of self-respect self right you know you got to hold yourself accountable you do you do <laughs> all right look at we are getting to the end of the show we want to make sure that we leave you with some of our noble truths noble truths so tell me miss weena what are some bullet points, some highlights of today's conversation that you want our listeners to walk away with today? Ooh. You know, I really hope that today we conveyed a level of softness around the topic of respect. And we really showed listeners that respect is so subjective, but it, it's really rooted in connection and lack of connection. And when we feel a lack of connection in any way, it might spark a lot of fear in us and a lot of disappointment. And we have to be careful about the way we communicate that fear and disappointment, only communicating it through anger 
or showing it as being angry and frustrated is not going to render a result that helps your partner understand just how hurt you are by Mm. feeling disconnected from them. Mm. And so we are begging folks to take the time to slow down and really understand the heart of your feelings. Feel your feelings. Mm-hmm. And then take the risk to actually express those feelings in a softer way so your partner can remain soft and not put a wall up. All My right. job. <laughs> yeah, I love that timing right there. I love that timing. Yeah, nothing Do- else to say. Dr. John, come uh, on. What's your, what's, your, what's your noble truth, man? What's your noble truth for this week? Um, I, I just think, again, when um, just to just quickly piggyback off of what Sister Weena beautifully said, all we're asking people to do is to, you know, lead with humanity and yes. not lead with defensiveness. Um, appreciate your partner. Uh, appreciate yourself. Um, be open to um, what's going on for you, what's going on for your partner. And when you think about respect, it is subjective. And so because it's subjective, we have to open our mouths. We have to let people know yes. um, what's really going on with a particular behavior. Um, and 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 for those who will be receiving those conversations, be open. All right. This is yes. someone, this is someone who loves you. This is someone who who cares for you. And this is someone who is probably by default is is trying to build a future with you. So let's be gentle, yes. and let's be vulnerable when receiving the message, right. because you can learn a lot. And right. That's and that's respect. There you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. And the noble truth I want to leave you with is: you're not the only person in the room. You, you have someone who is there Woo! with you. And you want to make sure that you are showing them that appreciation for who they are in that moment and make sure you're you're giving them that attention that they need. Make sure you're maintaining that connection. As long as you're maintaining that connection and you're being intentional about that, that sense of disrespect will kind of fade away. But you have to make sure that you remember you're not the only person there. You are there sharing your life. You're sharing the room. You're sharing the space with somebody else. There we go. There we go. All right, folks, it is time for us to wrap this up. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you enjoyed this series on healthy relationships. Go back and check out our past podcasts around healthy relationships. Um, Ms. Weena, please tell the people where they can find out more about you. Y'all follow me on Instagram at Weena Cullins, W-E-E-N-A-C-U-L-L-I-N-S-L-C-M-F-T. Or you can check me out at WenaCullens.com where you can find so much information that's helpful along your relationship journey. All right. And Dr. John? Folks can uh, find me um, at www.rcmaryland.com. Look up John Hart. I'm on Facebook. Um, here for the people. Check us out at www.kingsoftheheart.com. Um, we're doing a lot of great things, man. So it's always it's always a pleasure. It's always a blessing, man. Right. And you can find me on all social media as Tariq Omari or find me on my website, TariqOmariWalton.com as well. Kings of the Heart. You can find all three of us there. The Cypher 3 and the Kings. We are representing strongly online. And that's pretty much it right now. Anyway, that's the wrap. I gotta that's go a, save some of these clients. We all do. We all gotta hop off and go save some clients <laughs> right now. So for the Cypher Free 3, well, not free, Cypher 3, I want to thank you guys for listening and we will catch up with you again next time. Take care, everybody. Peace. See ya.